Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, the three pillars of a passionate marriage. So this is really the the foundation or what it's going to take for you to go from a low passion, low intimacy marriage to a high passion, high intimacy marriage. Um, Create that mental, emotional, and sexual connection that you want with your wife. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So share some weekly wins from guys in the in the program. So what what you need to understand, right, is when you learn the skills to create a passionate marriage, it doesn't mean that you never have conflict. What it means is that you you know how to turn conflict into more connection. So the guys, you know, this past week they've been able to do that, right? They're bumping into problems, which happens, right? But now they have the skills to actually turn those into more connection, more intimacy, better communication. Uh, it's powerful. So cool to see, right? Um, also you guys are setting more appropriate boundaries with their in-laws so that they are able to have that great connection. And it's something my wife and I are also working on, you know, this week and been able to do that really well. So here's what you're trying right now to have a great marriage. Okay. You're doing nice things for your wife. You're a good guy. You're a good Christian guy. You're out there. You know, it's, it's good to serve. You know, maybe you think it's better to give than to receive, Right. But, or you think happy wife, happy life. Okay, I need to make my wife happy in order for her to then make me happy. So you're doing things like the five love languages. You're getting her gifts. You're writing her notes. You're um, cleaning around the house. You're, you know, trying to like give her a massage or do physical touch, but she doesn't really like that. So you kind of stay away from her. Uh, So you try to do these other things, right? And then you approach her and she shuts you down and so you're mad. (laughs) You know, so the other thing you're doing, right? is you're like, well, okay, you know, I'm I'm doing those things, but maybe I need to do more. So, you know, with money, you're spending money that maybe you don't want to spend on stuff you don't want to spend it on. Uh, With sex, you're either not approaching her or you're having much less sex than you would like. Uh, With in-laws, you are spending more time with hers than you'd like or less time with yours than you'd like, or there's just like this infiltration of in-laws that you don't really feel comfortable with. Um, With parenting, you tend to defer to her or you take on more parenting responsibilities than you feel is really fair uh, with religion. Maybe you're holding back in your religious practices so as not to offend her. Um, or what, what some Christian guys do is kind of the opposite here. They, instead of being like under religious, they tend to go like over religious and kind of judgy of their wife because of how she decides to serve God or not serve God or whatever. Um, so that's a, kind of the opposite problem, but related. Uh, or with housework, right? They'll do like a lot more than they think is fair. But again, there's like, there's strings attached to all this because what you're hoping is that she sees your sacrifice, right? That she sees that, oh, wow, look how much my husband's doing for me, right? So I should probably do something for him in return, right? I should give him a reward of attention, appreciation, or affection. So this is what we call the mosquito cycle, right? Because you do nice things for your wife, right? And maybe she returns the favor at first, but eventually she kind of senses it. She hears this buzzing of the mosquito that you're doing these nice things, but it's because you want something back. 
just as we saw that, there is a mosquito that flew right by me in this room. We have mosquitoes around here. I hate them so bad. Uh, and so does your wife. Your wife hates mosquitoes too. So you do all these things and then you're like, man, well, this stinks because I'm doing so much for her and she's not doing anything for me. So you start getting mad, right? You start getting frustrated. I do so much for you. Why can't you do this one thing for me? Why can't you just have sex with me? Why can't you just say thank you for everything I do for you, right? So you get mad at her and you either express that to her. You say stuff like that. Man, look at everything I do for you. Why won't you do this for me? Um, or you, you ex- so that's like an explosion or you escape. You escape into like pornography. Oh, fine. I'll just go look at pornography. You eat a bunch of food. You drink alcohol, use other drugs, play video games, start communicating with other women who seem to appreciate you more. Uh, you, you overwork, you do like too much exercise. Basically, you're doing stuff that just is escaping these negative emotions that you're feeling, right? And then you feel guilty about that. Like, ah, you know, I shouldn't have looked at pornography. I definitely shouldn't have talked to that other girl. You know, I overdrank. That was stupid, you know? So you start feeling guilty and then you start the cycle all over again. Okay, well, I'm going to do better. Let me do even more for my wife. Okay. And then maybe eventually, you know, she'll, she'll return the favor. You know, she'll give me that attention. And then she does it again. Oh, you know, explode again, back to the same old thing. Okay. So it's all built on this happy wife, happy life concept, which is a lie. So I've got a book coming out next year. Working titles, happy wife, happy life is a lie. That's probably what I'll stick with. Um, but just talks about the cycle and how to break out of it. So that's the mosquito cycle, guys. Do something nice for your wife. You expect attention, appreciation, and affection, sex back. You don't get it and you get mad, frustrated, and you either explode at her or you escape into something else. You feel guilty and you start doing nice things for again and just cycles and cycles and cycles. Okay. So why doesn't this work? First of all, it's totally unattractive. Okay. It's manipulative, right? It's weak. Okay. And it's needy. So are any of those attracted to your wife? No, they're not. Okay. Mosquitoes get swatted. That's what you got to remember. So that's what doesn't work, the mosquito cycle. So what does work? So there are three main pillars to create an intimate, passionate marriage. One is trust. The next is communication. And the third is intimacy, right? So what is trust? Trust means that you are a man of your word, okay? When you say something, you follow through. So when it comes, especially to infidelity, right? If you were unfaithful, you shattered trust, right? So without trust, the rest of it doesn't work. You need this first, okay? The other thing that happens is when you don't keep your promises, you actually don't have self-confidence. Self-confidence comes from making and keeping promises. There's no other way to get self-confidence, okay? The only way is that you know when you say something, you're going to follow through and do it. It's the only way. It's the only way you have self-confidence, okay? So self-esteem is something a little bit different. Self-esteem is the way that you kind of talk to yourself and think about yourself. The words go into your mind, right? A lot of guys kind of have some trouble with this. They are either really hard on themselves. Oh, like that's not enough. You didn't do enough. You should have worked harder. You should have done that. A lot of high achieving guys have that kind of running in the background. I know I did for a long time. Um, and it, it's, it's good in a way because it kind of drives you a little bit, but it's really, it's based in scarcity. It's based in lack and you're never really that happy because you're always chasing that next thing, right? So instead of all that, right, you have you shift to having more positive self-esteem, right? Which is having a genuine positive regard for yourself, which is based in your worth as a son of God. As a Christian guy, you can connect with that deeply, right? And just know, well, hold on a second. Like I have value just because I am a son of God, right? And he loves me, he cares about me. Um, 
it's like you love your kids, right? They, you, they have value to you even if they're not really doing much. Okay. But again, that's, that's esteem, right? But again, confidence comes from being a man of your word, making, keeping of your word. You can't have self-confidence without being a man of your word. You can have some self-esteem even without it, right? Cause you can remember, no, I do have value, right? But you're going to build confidence as you follow through and are a man of your word. Okay. And that's what builds trust, trust in yourself. And the, the confidence, right, is another term for that is trust, right? Self-confidence, self-trust, okay? And that builds trust in other people too. If they know you're going to follow through with your word, then they can trust you. The other part of this is being able to manage your own thoughts and emotions well, because if you can't, you take them out on other people, okay? Same thing if you don't have good self-confidence, you're trying to suck that off from your wife, right? That's really what the mosquito cycle is about. You want her to build up your ego, your sense of self-confidence and self-worth by giving you that attention, appreciation, affection, okay? And she gets sick of it. She gets drained, okay? So when you can manage your own thoughts and emotions, well, that builds up even more self-confidence, right? Hey, I'm not exploding. I'm not escaping into pornography and all that, right? I can manage myself. Again, that builds up some self-confidence because you followed through with something, right? You didn't act in a way that it was inconsistent with who you wanted to be. The other thing that builds trust is eliminating selfish or narcissistic, right? Uncaring. We talk about person versus object, like seeing your wife as an object, like with sex. So if you see her as an object, she will either be a vehicle, right? To you getting an orgasm or an obstacle in the way of you getting an orgasm, right? Or irrelevant, which is when you turn to pornography. So that's all narcissistic. That's all selfish. And that's all unattractive, right? So we eliminate that. We also get rid of manipulative. The whole mosquito cycle is manipulative, but also sometimes there's mean or hurtful behaviors. We try to like punish our wife because she doesn't do what we want, right? She doesn't give us tension, appreciation, affection, and sex. So we like withhold care from her or we like cut off financial stuff from her or we just kind of are mean to her in general that's all sadistic that's all mean right and she can't trust you at that point she's not safe right so when we get rid of those when we're men of our word we could manage our thoughts and emotions well and we genuinely have good self-esteem so we're not trying to suck it off of her guys just if you can put this in place you're ahead of most men out there most people out there really and your wife can feel safe for it with you that's the key. You can feel safe with yourself. Your wife can feel safe with you. Okay. And this is the foundation for just any good relationship, but especially in a marriage. Okay. So with any marriage, you need this. And without it, the rest will not work. With any relationship, you need trust first. Self-trust, right? And then other people can trust you. So next step, so you've got that kind of nailed in, right? You're, you feel good about who you are. You are a guy of your word, a man of your word. You manage your thoughts, emotions well. You're not acting in hurtful, narcissistic ways, okay? Selfish ways. So next you need to communicate well, okay? So there's really only a few keys to this. One is really doing a really good job of listening to your wife. So she feels deeply understood. Now this is a skill that takes practice. And if you listen to last week's episode about blind spots, most of us have a blind spot here. We think we're good listeners, but really we're not. And you know the coaching helps you see that and get really good at that. So the next part is being able to express yourself clearly, which... If you don't have a good handle on your thoughts and emotions, you can't do that very well. So in the program, we learn a very clear way to understand what you're thinking and feeling so you can then express that really well, okay? And so then when you can understand her well, you can express yourself clearly, then you get to win-win agreements, okay? In the mosquito cycle, you'd go lose-win, right? I'm going to lose and lose and lose in 
money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, time, I'm going to lose, 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 because eventually I'm hoping she's going to reward me with a win. Okay. So, but then sometimes we shift into what I call the dictator, which is where we're like, well, I'm sick of this. Now you have to do what I tell you to do. So do it. Right. And that's also, you know, win, lose isn't a good way to run a marriage either. Okay. If anybody's losing in the marriage, it's not a great marriage. Okay. We want to get to win wins. So this is the skill, right? This is the communication skill. Understand her, express yourself, get to win wins. Okay. At this point, when you can do this, you feel like teammates in life. Like your bond is so strong. You're like unbreakable, you're like best friends, right? You're working towards joint goals together, you know, with those things, money, uh, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, time. Okay. All of that. But if you don't have the intimacy piece, you can kind of get stuck here. You can get stuck in the kind of roommate or co-parent phase. Yeah, we're a good team. We get stuff done, but there's not that like passionate connection. Okay. So, but you need trusting communication first. But then you add to that real intimacy. So real intimacy this is from uh, Jennifer Finlayson Fife, David Schnarch, knowing and being known. Okay. Knowing and being known. Okay. So this is where you start having to be more brave, right? So the other ones are a lot about, you know, having the uh, consideration of someone else. Now getting to win-win, you have to express yourself too, but intimacy, right? This is where it gets, this is where it gets real, right? This is where you have to expose the things that you think and feel that your wife might not like. And in fact, that she for sure will not like. Okay. So, you know, I've given examples on this podcast of, you know, those discussions with, with my wife about, about money, about sex, about in-laws, about parenting, about religion, about how we're spending our time, right? All of those, either with me bringing it to her or her bringing it to me, it takes a lot of courage, right? And that's intimacy because you know, maybe the thing you're bringing up with your wife, she's not going to like, okay? So being honest, even, and especially when it's hard, okay? Being willing to risk the relationship you have now to create the marriage that you want, Okay, this is the this is the tough part, right? This is what most people are afraid to do. It's based out of fear, right? That they won't go here. But you gotta have the faith, right? Have the faith that as you really expose who you really are and that you're okay with that because you have that self-confidence, you know. This is where this is where it happens, guys. <laughs> so you're not walking on eggshells anymore right? You're not like, oh, I better not say that or else my wife won't like it. You're like, okay, you know, I don't really like what's going on. I need to bring that up with my wife. And now I have the skills from the communication piece to be able to express that well, but I'm going to, even if she doesn't like it, okay, I'm not going to try to manage her response to me. I'm going to make sure I'm behaving in a way that I feel good about, right? So that's why trust and communication come first, right? And intimacy on top of it. This is where you start asking your wife for things you want. This is where you start setting boundaries, Okay. This is where you start seeing yourselves as separate people. You know, back in the other ones too, you start seeing that, right? That I'm in charge of my emotions. She's in charge of hers. You know, I don't have to try to manage her emotions all the time. There's a lot of freedom that comes from that. That's part of real intimacy is creating that separation. But then you start asking for what you want from your wife, right? You start setting boundaries saying, no, actually I can't do that right now. I need to work right now. And then I want to spend time with you. you start setting boundaries with time, right? This is my time for work. This is my time for time with friends. This is my time with you with my wife, right? And then now you're starting to challenge each other to grow. Look, if you watch a romantic comedy, here's what you will not see. Well, let me clarify that. A lot of romantic movies, you're going to see two guys. 
one guy that's the nice guy that just does whatever the girl wants. He's opening doors. He's being very nice to her all the time. Then you're going to see this other guy that's like a challenge to her. Okay. And guess who she always chooses? She always chooses the guy that's a challenge to her. But why? Why is because of this intimacy piece, right? This is what creates passion, right? Is you're challenging each other to grow. You're pointing out, hey, like the way you're doing that, it's not that good, right? We can do it better. And your wife at first might be like, well, how could, how could you say that, right? But eventually she respects it, okay? And that respect and that passion, that willingness to have some conflict to create more connection, that, guys, is what creates intimacy, okay? It requires courage. It requires backbone. It requires being willing to upset her, not just for fun, but because it's something that needs to be said or brought up, right? Uh, you know, I brought that my wife had questions about her religion. It was really hard for me to hear, but she brought it up anyway, because it was so important to her. Right. And she was able to stand strong in that created amazing intimacy for us. Right. Me talking about sex with her, both of us talking about parenting things, both of us talking about, you know, just recently, you know, how do we support each other better through sickness and different things. Right. It, it requires that, that bumping up against each other, that conflict, but that friction, right. That creates passion. Okay. It takes sparks to make a fire. So then on top of that, right now you're willing to kind of upset each other. And then you bring fun, flirting and sexual energy into your marriage. Okay. And that's sexuality that you own and you direct towards your wife in a positive way that you feel consistent and in integrity with, right. Talking about trust and communication first. So now you're two separate people choosing each other passionately. And guys, this is when you have fireworks. This is when your marriage becomes amazing. You have that mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy that we're talking about. Okay. So in summary, the mosquito cycle, which is what you're doing now, it kills intimacy. Okay. It has low trust because you're doing nice things, but not genuinely. You're trying to get something from her. It has poor communication because you're not actually expressing what you even want. Okay. And it has zero intimacy because you're not bringing up anything that is actually going wrong, except when you're frustrated and exploding. And then you go back to the same old cycle anyway. Okay. Instead, you got to be completely trustworthy and honest, even especially when it's difficult. Be a man of your word, manage your own thoughts and emotions well, get rid of those narcissistic and sadistic behaviors. Okay. So yeah. And those, those selfish or narcissistic and hurtful or sadistic behaviors, what they're rooted in is poor confidence and poor self-esteem. Okay. So when you can build that up, you're not going to do that as much. <laughs> you learn to be an expert at communication. Okay. So getting to those win-win agreements, understanding her well, expressing yourself well, and then bringing real intimacy, which is where you're willing to upset your wife while still being in integrity, right? Having those conflicts, being willing to have the conflicts, but you're willing to risk the relationship you have now to create the relationship that you want. Okay. And as you build, 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 like you have those conflicts, you rebuild, you have those conflicts rebuilt. It's like when you you're exercising, right? You, you, lift weights, you break down that muscle and then it rebuilds stronger. That's what happens in marriage too. The conflicts turn into more connection. Okay. So those are the foundational pillars, guys, trust, communication, and intimacy. If you can do that, okay, you're going to have a passionate marriage. You just start. Okay. So you, you can come learn how to build all those three. I would love to teach you how to do those and give you the coaching to help you do it. Right. If you listen to last week's, these are things that can you learn on your own? Sure. But you have blind spots. You just do. Everybody does. Okay. I can help point those out so that you overcome them quickly. Okay. So learn how to build all these pillars, trust, communication, and intimacy so that you can have that passionate marriage that you want with your wife. So come over to MikeFraserMD.com 
or strongmenstrongmarriages.com if that's easier to remember. There's also a link in the show notes or in the YouTube notes below. Um, you're going to schedule a call and then you'll fill out an application. Just ask some questions about what's going on in your marriage. We'll talk on the call. If you're a good fit, we'll get to work, right? We'll go 90 days. You're going to transform your habits from unattractive to attractive. You're going to build these foundational pillars of trust, communication, intimacy. So you can have that mental, emotional, and sexual connection with your wife. You're going to have accountability every day, coaching every day. So you're improving every day, you know, throughout that. We have a group call. We're doing a one-on-one so that you can understand everything. Look, I'm going to help you get there. You just have to come and put in all the effort uh, yourself too, right? Come and get what you came for, which is rebuilding yourself into an attractive man. All right, guys. So come visit MikeFraserMD.com, strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Let's get to work. All right. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.